1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Working Overtime, Working's bi-weekly, advice-focused side hustle. I'm your host, Karen Hahn. And I'm your other host, June Thomas. How are you, Karen? I'm doing
0: pretty good. I was just about to ask the same thing of you. How are you, (laughs) June? I am so good and I am so ready to give advice today.
1: I love giving advice. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) to be honest. It's like... I do, like, have, like, ambitions of, like, one day doing some kind of advice column. I just think it'd be so fun. Not that I think, like, my life is going spectacularly well, but I love to tell other people what to do.
0: Same. Hard, hard, same. (laughs) So what are we going to be talking about today?
1: For this episode, I wanted to discuss a question posed by listener Jamie Bradbury. Um, Wait a minute. Wait,
0: wait, Karen. Are you Uh saying this is a listener email?
1: (laughs) Yeah, That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm so sorry. I forgot the jingle. (laughs) Um, Yes. For this episode, I wanted to discuss a listener email. Um, Here is what Jamie wrote in. When do you know it's time to give up on a project? how do you know it's time to quit something? I've been struggling with this lately. After publishing my first novel, I've spent about three years on a second book, and each draft feels like it comes with new challenges and problems that make me feel like I'm starting from scratch each time. I find myself thinking, is this the right project? Is this a story that's just not going to work? I hate to have spent that much time on something and give up, but maybe sometimes giving up is the right decision." First off, thank you so much to Jamie for writing in. And second, this is a pretty tough question, and I think one that we haven't talked about that much on working. Um, I want to start by discussing it on a kind of simple level. I know it's it's very difficult for me to give up on a project. June, is it difficult for you, too?
0: Oh, man, so hard. I mean, (laughs) focus time is so precious Mm -hmm. that I become obsessed with being productive in those minutes and those hours when i do have a chance to concentrate so you know yeah if i've if i've found a way to spend some time on something and you know 3 years is a long time to spend mm-hmm. on something i really want it to work out and i'm saying that in heavy quote marks because i know there's only so much control we can exercise over whether something we work on works out mm-hmm. but yeah once i've put in the time it's very hard to let go of a project
1: Yeah, there's that saying time is money and it is sort of Mm -hmm. like watching all that time money just go down the drain when you give up, which which makes it even harder to do.
0: Um,
1: And now to get a little more specific, I'm curious if you have ever given up on a project or almost given up on something and if so, what that project was and what made you decide it's time to go.
0: Yeah, so a couple of times and Mm -hmm. one that I feel kind of most strongly about because I actually am very sure that it was the right decision, I tried Mm -hmm. to sell a book many years ago about dentistry, which is my one true obsession.
1: Oh, I learn
0: more about you every day. Oh, I know, right? It's a pleasure. (laughs) And now that I have sold a book, I realize that even though I did put a bunch of time into that pitch, it wasn't, at the time, I didn't think I was just, you know, throwing something out into the world. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't go about it in a very smart way. You know, if that Mm. book had sold, I don't think I would have known where to start with the actual writing, which is never a good thing. (laughs) So there were a whole bunch of issues on, on my part, on my side of things. I just wasn't really prepared. But I walked away because the book I wanted to write wasn't the book publishers wanted. Oh, yeah. And one publisher showed serious interest, but he wanted a different approach. And I just fundamentally wasn't interested in taking that route. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any fight between us. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the book that the publisher had in mind would definitely have been more commercial than mine. And Mm -hmm. since selling books is a publisher's job, you know, I I can't fault him for that. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't the part of the story that I think is important or that I'm interested in, you know, and I just knew that would be an exercise in frustration, like major, constant, ongoing frustration. Mm -hmm. So... As I said, I'm convinced that walking away from that project was the right move. Um, But no, I I can't say that I was like happy about it either.
1: Yeah. What about you? As for my own personal experiences, it's definitely very hard for me to admit defeat. Um, And I think the only times I've ever walked away from a project are screenwriting projects, um, because in those cases the only person I'm letting down is myself. And I'm speaking about my experiences prior to starting to working with my writing partner. Mm. Um, Cause I don't think there's anything that there's like one project we've given up on where we sort of hit a wall where we couldn't reconcile, like what we needed to do with the story with where we wanted to put the story. And so mm. we kind of have shelved it for a while, which is something that we'll talk about later in the Indeed. episode. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. But earlier on, it was definitely easier to let go of screenwriting things Cause I was the only person who was looking at that stuff, and it wasn't like someone else was depending on it to happen. That said, when I was working in journalism, the only things that I can remember kind of not working out were things that an editor axed and I got a kill fee for, either because the publication schedule was kind of too full already, or they decided that what I'd written wasn't what they wanted. I guess it's sort of a microcosm of what you were saying, where they were like, we want like x kind of content and this isn't quite fitting in there um that said i'm curious if this idea of giving up um as i was sort of saying like when you're working on your own or working in a group affects your mental arithmetic as well if you're like how much does that factor into whether or not you'll give up on something
0: oh it's a it's a big factor you know unless you're a blogger who's just writing for the pure love of it or Mm -hmm. You know, one of those people who sits on a street corner with a typewriter offering to bang out a poem for people for free. There's always money involved somewhere along the line. And and probably not just for you either. You know, if you give up at the stage where you are still working on a pitch for an article or a book, maybe that's just you. You know, you've only Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. lost your own time. But other people get involved really pretty early on in a project. Like if you have an agent and you consult with them, or if you're working with an editor, their work will end up being uncompensated if you decide not to go forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're collaborating with a whole group of people, there are potentially a whole bunch of people's livelihoods implicated in your decision. But I think that's why you have to consult with those other people when mm-hmm. you're thinking about calling it quits, you know, just because. And the truth is, just because you leave, if it is a big group project, the project will probably still continue with someone else who's feeling it more. And that's a good thing. You know, there's there's a good chance that somebody else will take the approach that you didn't want to take, you know. So mm-hmm. you're not preventing the world from learning about an important thing or, you know, from this topic being explored. It's just that you won't be the person doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I think it makes sense more in terms of like, I'm thinking about uh, with my journalism experience, like putting out big packages that are themed Mm. around the one topic. If I'm not going to contribute to it, someone else will. And that's fine. And also thinking about it sort of on a movie sense, like there's a lot of stories about movie productions being shut down because like agreements couldn't be made. Like the creative visions were just different. Yeah. And in that sort of case, I would hope that in talking to the people closest to you that you're really working with, not like on an executive level, if that makes sense, I would yeah. hope that they would all feel the same way. Hopefully the reason that you're working together is that you're pretty simpatico in what you want to do and what you want to create. And if it's not working out, hopefully you all feel the same way and leaving the project isn't so terrible as knowing that you've like argued with all of your closest friends about what's good and what's not. Exactly, yes.
0: And and if, if you weren't simpatico you probably just, you know, dodged a bullet, to use a terrible phrase. Yeah,
1: exactly. Sometimes it's for the best. Yeah. Um, I'm also wondering if the type of project, sort of as I was saying, like between journalism and between Mm -hmm. movies, affects how you think about it. Do you have a better sense of what's working and what isn't when, say, it's a podcast or if it's a book or if it's an article? I think I'm more inclined to bulldoze through something if it's an article just because that's a little more objective and often is a little less of a commitment than yeah. uh, a book is, for example. Yeah,
0: I, I think it is about commitment for me because, of course, you know, if it's a something that's going to take a few days or a week, it's easier to give on, up on that than something that's going to take years. Yeah. But I think it's more about my commitment to the topic. Like, if I think it's really important that people understand how serious a problem is for example, that people just simply cannot access dental care, including Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of people who have some kind of coverage, like that gives me a lot more motivation to do work on that topic than I am about most other things. And I just want to kind of bring this back to Jamie's question. You know, she's a novelist and unlike the nonfiction we've mostly been talking about, you have to write a novel before you try to sell it. And Mm -hmm. as much as I believe absolutely and totally that a ton of creativity is involved in nonfiction writing and filmmaking and podcasting. I'm also aware that fiction is this almost magical act of invention that requires imagination and world building and talent and all manner of other disciplines. It's not like it's just time. So I imagine that it's really hard to decide to set that aside i can barely imagine what jamie's going through honestly
1: yeah you're totally right especially again knowing that she's already spent three years on Mm. it it's it's already been such a huge commitment absolutely so we have plenty more to say on the subject and we'll be right back after this ad break Hey,
0: listeners, how do you decide when it's time to give up on a project? Get in touch and share your tips. You can email us at working at slate.com, or even better, you can call us and leave a message at 304 933 WORK. That's 304 933 9675.
1: So, our discussion actually sort of ties into another part of Jamie's email, which I'll read now. I also know that giving up sometimes translates to simply letting an idea hibernate while I move on to other projects, and then eventually I'll come back to the thing I thought I'd given up on and find a new way to make it work. But I also realize that some ideas just aren't going to happen. What signs do you look for in your own work to help you decide when an idea is just dead? How do you deal with creative work that just doesn't seem to be progressing? I want to start with the first half of what I just read. Jamie's right. Sometimes it is just a matter of stepping away for a while to refresh and recharge. How do you know when a break is all that you need?
0: First of all, everything about Jamie's letter, my God, there's, it's like, this is really <laughs> hard stuff. My yeah. goodness. Like, I feel so sympathetic to her mm-hmm. plight. But to get back to your question, Karen, I always hope that a break is all that I need. Like sometimes ideas really do need a little bit more baking in the ovens of our minds. On this show, we're often trying to figure out how to solve creative challenges Mm -hmm. because, you know, sitting, staring at a Word doc or a Google doc is just, it's really not a strategy. It's just like pure hope. And, you know, (laughs) moving challenges from the front of your consciousness and turning them into things that you're just kind of processing in the background can be very helpful. But when you do that, I think you need to have some kind of system for revisiting them, whether that's something formal like setting a calendar reminder that says something like, hey, think about that world problem in your Evsies book, or (laughs) if you do regular creative retreats or check-ins, adding it to your agenda for those sessions. When it comes down to it, though, I think you just know when there's still hope or when there's no hope. I'm going to make a confession now. (laughs) About five years ago, I was assigned to write a profile of someone who I have been fascinated with since I was a teenager.
1: Whoa.
0: And I did a bunch of research, you know, like I read at least 10 books, which... Honestly, we're mostly light novels, so, you know, not too not too big of a thing. And I dug out, like, a bunch of old articles. And and then, most importantly, I spent a weekend with this person. Wow. Had a bunch of one-on-one time with them, met some of their friends. And then I didn't write the profile. <laughs> but in my mind, it is absolutely alive. There's nothing dead about that piece. Mm-hmm. I will definitely write it. It will be amazing. but. <laughs> I just I believe couldn't. In you. Yeah. I just couldn't do it by then. Like part of it was that my job changed and I had a lot less time for writing, but that's not really it. I've always done a ton of writing outside of work hours, so I know that wasn't the real issue. I just hadn't figured that person out yet and I still think about it like every month or so. <laughs> I haven't read any more of their novels, but I look at my notes and I I just kind of keep chewing on that challenge.
1: So that one's definitely still alive. So like I just ultimately, you just kind of know. I mean, I think if and when you do return to it, it's going to be fascinating because the time that you spent with them was five years ago, and now there's more years to account for. I'm very excited to read this whenever it does happen. Hmm. For me, I think the answer comes down to whether or not I still feel passionate about a project, which I think is exactly what you're getting at. It's like where this is still very much a part of your active imagination. It's something that you keep thinking about. And that, I think, is the surest sign that you shouldn't quite let it go just yet because yeah. you physically can't. Yeah. Um. And that's when I think a temporary break is the right answer. But with that in mind, let's address the second part of what I just read. What is a sure sign that an idea is dead if such a sign does exist?
0: It's all about the spark. I agree completely that you, you need to feel one and mm-hmm. it has to be a pretty strong spark uh, if you just don't think about this idea at all or you just keep finding ways to avoid it it's maybe time to just acknowledge that it is done so maybe have some kind of ritual but I even have a feeling that maybe Jamie is at that point
1: (laughs) it's the it's the grieving period where you're like oh I don't (laughs) and it's real yeah. yeah It's very, very real. I think there's also sort of one more subgenre, if you will, of giving up that we should talk about, which is knowing when and how to cannibalize parts of a dead project to use for a new project, Mm. which sometimes can be really exciting and fun. It's almost like you're creating your own uh, reboot or remake. (laughs) Now that you have a fresh eye and hopefully a new structure to be working with, it's easier to see what's working and what isn't and what you can get rid of and what you can keep. Uh, It's also sometimes applicable, I think, on a smaller level. Like, if a story beat isn't working in one script, but you really like the action that's occurring, you can port it over to a different script where it might work better. Uh, What's your take on repurposing work?
0: My take is that when you can do it, it is the greatest feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, it's free ideas, maybe even free (laughs) storylines, maybe even free prose, you know, like it's already been done. And by you. Mm -hmm. I'm not the most optimistic person in general, but when it comes to feeling absolutely certain that I'll be able to find a home for all, absolutely every last darling that I've had to euthanize, I am a full on believer. Just call me <laughs> Pollyanna, Karen.
1: I'm I'm laughing at the idea of euthanizing your ideas where you're like, well, I gotta send them over the rainbow bridge. That's it for them. <laughs> They're just going to the country. Exactly. They're going to the farm upstate. Uh, They're going to go get cigarettes, but they're definitely going to come back. That's all the time that we have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And most importantly, if you have ideas for things we could do better or questions you'd like us to address, we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at slate.com or give us a ring at 304-933-WORK.
0: And if you'd like to support what we do, sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash working plus. You get bonus content, including exclusive episodes of Slow Burn and Big Mood, Little Mood. And you'll be supporting what we do right here on Working.
1: Big thanks to Kevin Bendis and to our series producer, Cameron Drews. We'll be back on Sunday with a brand new episode of Working. And in two weeks, we'll have another Working Overtime. Until then, get back to work.